more self-love towards yourself and your health. This is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am so excited for this episode because I'm going to share five things that have helped me to regain control around food and completely stop binge eating. Now, of course, there's a lot more that has helped me along my journey, but these are really the fundamental tools that have been some of the biggest game changers in my journey to finding food freedom. So let's go ahead and dive right in. And by the way, these are not going to be in any particular order. Um, All five tools, all five tips are really just as important as the next one. Um, So no particular order, but let's go ahead and dive in. So number one is a morning routine. Now first things first, okay? Having a morning routine does not look like taking a hot, long 45-minute shower, putting a face mask on, sitting in your robe, right? Like, It really, a powerful morning routine includes specific exercises that is going to change your thinking, change your mental state to really set yourself up to win the day. When we have specific routines in place, especially right when you wake up first thing in the morning, it really just sets the tone for your day, right? Just making you so much more productive, energized, more in control, less impulsive, And the reality is, is a morning routine does not need to be super long. Maybe you're a mom. Maybe you already need to wake up super early for work. And maybe just finding one or two things that you can do just for you in the morning could really make a difference, a huge difference actually, in how you feel and how you show up for the rest of the day. Because I don't know about you, but if I start off my day with, you know, snoozing my alarm and then rushing around and having this chaotic energy, it 1000% carries into the rest of my day. And I actually, by the way, I actually have an com- entire episode on what my morning routine looks like. If you want to check that out, it's episode number 12. Uh, it might be a little bit n- different now because I filmed it, I think, a few months ago. But you can always check it out. I'll leave it in the show notes as well too. But it's episode 12 if you want to take a look at my full morning routine. But just to make it simple, the first thing that I typically do is make myself some hot tea. I love tea. I'm not a coffee drinker, just personal preference. And I make myself some lemon water. And I just make myself hot tea and lemon water because I thoroughly enjoy it. It's just something that I've just gotten into a a really good routine with and there's nothing better than 
waking up when it's like cold. It's it's chilly here now in Toronto, Canada. So waking up and just like sipping on some hot tea, it just feels so good. And for the lemons, I actually pre-cut uh, fresh lemons and then I already have slices cut up in the freezer. So literally in the morning, I just got to grab one, pop in my water and that's it. And then I'll do some breath work and then I'll write down what I'm grateful for. Then I will meditate some days. Typically I'll journal up my goals and how I want to feel for the rest of the day or even for that week. But essentially a morning routine, you guys, is just a time for you to ground yourself. Maybe excite yourself or calm yourself down. Every single day is going to be different. I know there are some days that maybe you wake up super tired and you need that boost of energy before diving into your day. Other days you might wake up feeling anxious and you might need to calm yourself down because if you wake up with anxiety and go straight into your day and just allow that to fuel your day, it's going to be quite challenging, right? Dealing with this, this anxiety all day long. So if we wake up and we really just set the foundation for the day, whether it is, you know, gratitude or it's a little bit of meditation, whatever it is, whatever you enjoy, remember, it has to be something that you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to want to keep doing it. Maybe for you, it's reading or going for a walk to wake yourself up. What is going to feel best for you? Okay. So, so, so powerful. And the biggest takeaway about a morning routine, like I said, is just using that time to set yourself, set your day up for success, essentially. Okay, number two, the second thing that has really helped me to stop my binge eating is breath work. And yes, I did mention this is part of my morning routine, and it's honestly been such a game changer. Now, when you first hear of breath work, you might think it's just like, you know, taking some deep breaths throughout the day. And don't get me wrong, that can really, really be helpful, obviously, in how you feel. But breath work is a specific tool that enables you to get out of your busy, chaotic, worst case scenario mind and into your body, right? So many of us have these inner mean girl judgmental thoughts pop up every single day, which really stem from these limiting beliefs that we've been conditioned to believe for so, so, so long. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. No one's going to love me unless I'm in a smaller body. And the reality is, is these limiting beliefs impact our thoughts and our thoughts impact how we feel and how we feel determines our actions and our behaviors. So if you believe you're not worthy, then you might think like, what's the point? Like, let me just binge tonight. And then that thought leads you to feel defeated. And that feeling of defeat causes you to just give in and binge. So all this to say, when we use our breath, we can release some of these limiting beliefs and start to actually feel what it feels like to feel worthy, to feel good enough. I actually did a group breathwork session on worthiness about a month ago with my clients, and it was so, so, so powerful because affirmations can only do so much. And truthfully, I'm not really a fan of affirmations because you can say, I love my body, I love myself, until you're literally blue in the face, but it might feel awkward and potentially fake and just not genuine, right? Because it doesn't feel real. I remember writing down so many times, like, 
I love my body. I feel so comfortable in my body. And then I'm sitting here literally like with my bloated stomach feeling like a whale. And I'm like this, like it feels no, like I just can't do this. Right. And the reality is, is we can't think our way to feel better. We honestly can't. We need to start feeling to feel better. And one of my mentors actually said, if you want to feel better, you need to become a better feeler. And the reality is many of us don't want to feel any emotion. We feel sad. I'm going to turn to food. We feel happy. There's food. I'm bored. There's food. We don't want to feel anything. So what we do is we turn to food. We turn to something that's going to give us that boost of dopamine. But we all know that it's not sustainable, number one. And number two, if we just keep on suppressing our emotions, they're just going to become stronger and even more challenging to deal with. So with breath work, there are certain breath patterns to release certain emotions, and that's going to increase your ability to feel so that you can manage that stressful day at work. You can cope in a healthy way with your emotions without this need to turn to food. Okay, so to put all these incredible benefits of breathwork together, it can also help you to become less impulsive. And remember, if you're somebody who maybe feels controlled by food, you probably feel like you're on autopilot, right? Like you feel this impulsivity. But with a greater capacity to feel, you won't have the need to run on autopilot. Your nervous system is going to become calm. You're not running in your sympathetic nervous system all day, every day. You're better able to have control, especially around food. Okay, number three, the third thing that has helped me to stop my binge eating is future pacing. Okay, so I actually talked about this quite a bit in the last few episodes, but if you haven't listened, future pacing is essentially a writing activity in which you write out how you want to feel, how you want to think, how you want to act, as if you essentially no longer struggled with food. So you would choose an area that you're struggling with the most. Maybe it's nighttime eating. Maybe it's sweets. Maybe it's when you go out for dinner. And you would write about those specific scenarios. So for example, if going out for dinner causes you to always overeat, you can write out, when I go out for dinner... I feel calm. I feel so in tune with my body. I easily make a decision about what I want to order. And as I'm eating my meal, I feel super satisfied. I am naturally able to stop when I'm full. And it's easy for me to decide if I want dessert or not. And if I choose to eat dessert, I eat it in a very controlled way. I feel content with my meal and it feels easy for me to wake up tomorrow and just eat my regular meals. So obviously that's just an example, but this is getting your brain moving in the direction that you want to go in. And maybe you don't feel that way when you go out for dinner right now. And that's why you need to make this more familiar. So this, you might be like, well, Lorna, you just said if something doesn't feel right, why write about it? Like affirmations, right? But this is different. This is writing out very specific scenarios to get your brain moving in that direction. And if it still doesn't feel real, and here's the thing, you guys, it's not going to feel real the first time you do it. It's not going to feel real the second or third or maybe hundredth time that you write it. But through repetition, this is going to become your norm. And you can also use the words I am in the process of. 
So maybe you don't feel control in control with food right now. You can say, I am the, I'm in the process of feeling in control with food. I am in the process of understanding my hunger and fullness cues. So that makes it a little bit more easier for your brain to not be like, what the heck, I don't feel this way, right? And again, the more times that you repeat this over and over and over again, the more your brain is going to create this new pathway and this is going to become just your your normal way of eating, so to speak. Okay, number four is meditation. Now, when I first heard about meditation, I honestly thought this was some like woo-woo stuff. I'm like, yeah, this totally is not for me. (laughs) I can't stay in silence. I can't stay in stillness for longer than literally 30 seconds. But once I understood how this could help me to become less impulsive and how powerful this literally was for my brain, I was all in. So meditation, of course, is awesome, you know, to calm your mind, to reduce stress. But it also increases the size, the thickness, and the number of folds of your prefrontal cortex. Now, this is just an area of your brain where our self-control is held. So think about meditation like an exercise for your brain. And maybe right now you're like, I can't meditate or I don't like it. And that was me at the beginning. But again, the more times you do it, the easier it's going to become to quiet those thoughts. And the stronger, again, your prefrontal cortex is going to be. So the more in control you're going to feel just in general. Now, there's different ways, obviously, you can meditate. You can meditate in silence. You can meditate with music or even listen to a guided meditation, which was always kind of my favorite, or even just focus on your breath. If you're somebody who has like a million and one thoughts per minute, focus on your breath. Breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, and then exhale for four counts. And this is, like I said, really, really, really good if, if maybe you find it challenging to quiet your mind, to get rid of those thoughts. Um, just give your brain something else to focus on. And again, this could be two minutes, this can be 30 seconds, this can be 10 minutes, completely up to you. Okay, moving on to the last one here. Number five, the fifth thing that helped me to end my binge eating, which may be surprising to you, but you guys, (laughs) so freaking important is meeting your own needs. Hear me out. The reality is this, okay? Every single one of us has needs. We all need to feel safe. We all need to feel loved, encouraged, supported. We need to feel connected to. We need to feel like we belong. We need to feel seen and heard and validated. We all need to experience fun and rest and pleasure and play. And when we don't get these basic needs met in a healthy way, such as having healthy friendships or slowing down, having supportive people in our life, we try to get these needs met in other ways, such as food, right? Because that might be the only way that you might know how to experience pleasure or get that boost of dopamine. I personally, myself, I never grew up with a a solid group of friends. Don't get me wrong. I had lots of friends, but never really like a best friend or a solid group of friends that I felt like so deeply loved and so supported and so seen by. I was a dancer and obviously there was a lot of amazing girls that I danced with, but I kept myself for the most part when everyone else would be excited to like go on a shopping spree. 
I prefer just hanging out at home or when I got older and I was in school and my friends went to the club, I'd either be dancing or would just be literally at home studying. So needless to say, like I had friends, but I like doing things alone. And being independent and having alone time is really important, but I never understood how important it was to have great friendships and allow myself, like literally give myself permission to have fun. When I was in my early 20s, that's when I started my business and that became my main focus. And my friends literally knew, oh yeah, Lorna's, Lorna's too busy. She's too busy to hang out. So they literally stopped asking me. And part of it was because I never wanted to go out for dinner because I felt anxious around food. And then another part was I didn't feel good in my body and I felt like, oh my God, are they gonna think that I put on weight from the last time that I, that I seen them? And then obviously the other part was that I literally was too busy working my business. So they literally just stopped asking me because work was like my main focus. And you guys, that's no way to live. And I soon began to realize that my out of control eating was impacted by me not meeting these basic needs, right? Like I was working myself to the ground, so to speak. I was up early. I was getting home late. I was always go, 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 always doing something. I didn't have much connection. There was literally like zero pleasure in my life, but we still need these things. We still need connection. We still need pleasure. We still need to slow down. So for me, staying home alone at nine o'clock on a Friday night, uh, binging, yeah, that was pleasurable for me. Like it was freaking really pleasurable for me. And our bodies are always going to meet our needs, whether it's in a healthy way or in a toxic way, but it's always going to find a way to meet those needs because it's, it's a basic need. And my way of meeting my needs for many years was through food in a self-sabotaging way. Now, when I began to slow down and allow myself to rest when I was tired, I allowed myself to experience more pleasure and get connected with amazing people. This is actually something that I'm still working on. I'm hoping that when Andrew and I finally move to our our house next year, I'm going to find some really awesome people because connection is literally so important. But when I allowed myself to just have fun and, you know, not consume, not have so much stress, I was meeting my own needs and this desire to get pleasure through food in an in an impulsive, hiding, eating in secret, eating until I was physically sick, just no longer was there because I was meeting my needs in a healthy way. And I, I literally can't stress how important this is, you guys. So, 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 so important. And it's interesting because if you realized all, all five of these things kind of go hand in hand, right? When you are meeting your own needs, you typically are slowing down. You're giving yourself that deep compassion, that deep love. Well, guess what? A morning routine is an act of self-care. Meditation is an act of self-care. Breath work, right? Slowing down, releasing that stress. And all of these things that I mentioned, except for the fifth one, meeting your own needs, but all of those things, breath work, meditation, future pacing, That's part of my morning routine. So a morning routine is literally a freaking game changer. 
But to go ahead and summarize all these five things, again, remember, no particular order. The five things that have really helped me to stop binge eating is a morning routine, future pacing, breath work, meditation, and meeting my own needs. So I hope you guys found this super, super, super helpful. I would love for you to screenshot this episode. Literally, just take a picture right now of this episode, screenshot it, and tag me on Instagram at Lorna underscore binge eating coach, and tell me your biggest takeaway. Have you been doing any of these? If so, which ones? Which ones maybe do you really want to hone in on and focus on? Let me know. I'm always curious. So take a screenshot, share on your Instagram stories and tag me or just send me a DM on Instagram, Lorna underscore binge eating coach and give me an update on some takeaways from this episode. All right, you guys, that is all for now. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening to another episode. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll catch you in the next episode.